Hello and welcome to the Uncapped Podcast, proudly presented by Roast House Pub, where elevated culinary creations meet a fresh, evolving craft beer selection, making it one of Frederick's unique dining destinations. Hey everyone, I'm your host Chris Sands, and today I am at the beautiful farm brewery, Waradaka Brewing Company, joined by, I think both of you have been on all, th- this is on all the previous episodes, right? Yeah, it might have been me first, but Zach has done the That's last right. one that you we did. Were, yes, it was sure. just me was uh, Keith Kaur, one How of the doing? co-founders and head brewer. And then I'm also joined by good friend Zach Lloyd, assistant brewer, cat wrangler, lover of cats. Um, I ain't just really just any anything to do with cats. Good afternoon. <laughs> um it's been quite some time since I've actually been here. It looks like it changed a little bit. There's things seem to be much bigger, like, for, yeah. like in uh, capacity of a tent, like to allow more people to be here. Yeah, yeah. You know, we've um, with COVID, we added that uh, secondary station, uh, secondary pouring station um, in our horse trailer. So you kind of check in at our horse trailer, and then you also, um, you know, we can get, we can serve a lot more people by having that second station. Uh, we've had a lot of picnic tables. Um, you know, our, our outside space uh, was, you know, definitely a blessing during COVID. Um, we did fine through that, and people are still really, I mean, this is the time to be out on the farm. It's it's beautiful um, today, and it has been nice. And so we've been, yeah, we've been really just uh, trying to maximize what we can do here on site. Have you noticed how amazing your voice sounds on that microphone? Jo- oh. Only on the microphone? What do you mean? I well, noticed. I mean, just a jet, but like, I'm just sitting here thinking, like, I don't even want to talk. I just want to have Keith talk the entire time. Uh, all right. Um, <laughs> I can talk a little bit higher or a little bit lower or... It's that, that fat bottom. I, I got mean. you. <laughs> that's what it's called. Oops. Uh, that's what I knew. Yep, I knew that, too. I knew <laughs> that. A lot of people don't know this, but Keith is actually also really good at singing. Oh, boy. Oh. oh boy. So that might have something to do with it. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll have you sing a song. Or, or maybe not. Yeah, no, it's fine. So the farms, <laughs> the farm's been great. Come out and visit. Uh, that no. was, I mean, yeah, farm breweries definitely had an upper hand over the last two years from the being able to just, hey, we've got acres to socially yep. distance yep. over. And, and anybody that had outside seating, yeah. um, you know, bars and restaurants, being able to go into the, you know, downtown streets of uh, Frederick on the weekends has been great. And um, I think people really what we've seen is that um you know they got reunited with what it's like to kind of drink beer outside and just do outside things you know um national parks are up and um good luck know, buying a bike yeah doing all the all <laughs> the out, outdoor activities so um beer drinking is a great outdoor activity and people have been doing that <laughs> for pretty good since 2019 or 2020 so but it feels like your parking has greatly expanded also um, there are a lot of signs pointing we're, to where parking is. We are working on our <laughs> signage. It is about the same parking, but I think we've gotten okay. really efficient at, you know, when people, when guests come, we have the parking pre set up, um, try to, um, make it a lot more organized. Um, so when they get here, we can, we can park more people, but also park more people comfortably. Okay. Um, so, it, you know, it's still flex use. One of those, one of those we have horses in during the during the off hours of the brewery so we have horses kind of monday through friday and then we do park people in that field on saturday and sunday too so is the fancy gate in case there's a zombie 
attack. It's kind of crazy, gate? huh? Yeah. Um, yeah, another gate. Uh, I don't know. We're a horse farm, so we got a gate closed at all time, and I guess we yeah. got tired of getting out of our car. But, yeah, it's an automatic gate that senses your, senses your car, and for the first time, people, they think it's it, – it is a big deal. Believe me. I had, <laughs> I'd, I, there's lots of places I would love to put more automatic gates. <laughs> <laughs> there's been times when gates have been left open, and, yeah. and I hear these horror stories of – of four in the morning, there's horses running down 108, and they gotta go get them. <laughs> yeah. I um, I recently, well, my wife and I recently signed our daughter up for riding lessons. Nice. And she took the reins. Like I see what you did there on uh, <laughs> on finding the farm and stuff. And it was after we committed to where we were going. I'm like, why the hell did we not? <laughs> Do they have a brewery yeah, where you're yeah, going? You Come on, man. No, they don't. I and mean, I, and multiple times I have thought, and like one time I even had my cooler in the car. Like, is it acceptable if I sit here while I'm watching just crack open a beer? Like, I mean, I'm sure. I I've think to- it's acceptable. I'm sure I've told you this before, but like when we opened a brewery, we met a lot more daughters who are taking riding lessons. We met their fathers. You know what I mean? They're, yeah. they're now, it's now okay for. Oh yeah, honey, I'll take her to the lessons tonight. It's yeah. a Thursday night. Like, I know I'll just read a book. Meanwhile, they're like coming here and yeah. you know, so it's been it's a nice uh, it's a nice fringe benefit for uh, you know, the people that are equestrians that that come here. Um we see we see a lot of crossover between the equestrian business that we have and the brewery business. And ultimately the deciding factor was that two of her friends are currently taking classes there and that I, so I really I don't think there were any other you, places you, that were you couldn't have convinced her friends' uh parents that yeah. they would rather come here and drink beer. It's, it's switch, I mean, just switch it up. Just everybody could, come over here. I could work on it. Yeah. I'll try. Yeah. Yeah. No. Here's a pretty it's easy to convince people to do something if you ply them with beer. It, it, it is a highly <laughs> motivational. It's highly motivational, yes. <laughs> so you know what? The last time you were on, I don't think we did all the normal types of getting to know you things. Okay. So I feel like it's been long enough since the first time you were on. Okay. There's a lot more listeners now. Yep. That we should just do an actual introduction okay. to you guys. Zach, do you want to do said inter- introduction? You want me to introduce you? No, I want you to introduce the what the farm what the brewery's about. Oh, what do you do you want us as as brewers well, or do you want Well we do both. Like okay. what, what, tell them about tell them about you. Why don't you talk about the farm first? All right. Um, my name's Keith. Uh, I'm the head brewer and one of the co-owners. Uh, it's all family-run business. Um, we started in 2015. Uh, Waradaka Brewing Company. Waradaka stands for Washington Recreational Day Camp. So it's the first two letters of Washington Recreational Day Camp. Um, we're on if, a thir- third generation remember, horse farm. Yep. And if I remember correctly, you told me it didn't matter how I said it because it was made up. Yep. It's a made That's up true. acronym. So Waradaka, <laughs> Wardeka, Waradaka, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> however, however you want to say it. Um, we're, we're sitting on in, in central uh, northern Montgomery County, about 10 minutes north of Olney. Um, we're in Laytonsville, Maryland. Uh, we're on a big horse farm. The horse farm is third generation. Um, you know, some of that ownership from the horse farm is shared with the brewery along with some other, um, you know, some other, other, um, parties. Um, but yeah, we, we're, we're Montgomery County's first farm brewery. Um, so we kind of did kind of, um, start the farm brewery, uh, wave. I mean, we were not the impetus for all the rest of them, but I'd like to think that it was fun to be the first. Um, we are in a great community up here. There's, there's a lot of other breweries, um, and there's a cidery coming and, and, you know, we're, uh, 
uh, it's a nice destination. You know, we're about 20 minutes from, you know, we can be 20 minutes from Baltimore. We're, we're kind of central to Frederick, Baltimore, and uh, D.C., so it's a great meeting spot. Uh, we have 13 beers on tap. We always have a non-alcoholic option. Um, you know, Zach and I are very... Um, very passionate about wild fermentation and spontaneous ferment. Not, we haven't done spontaneous yet, but wild fermentation. So we do have a 30 barrel fooder and Does a, a he barrel like open program. fermentation. Love open Love, fermentation. Yeah, yeah. Proudly proclaim that every day on my head. <laughs> we, do, we just aren't set up for it quite yet. Um, but yeah, that's a little bit about us. Um, you know, we like to think that we make what we drink make you know we we enjoy to brew what we drink but we also try to um take our spin on some of the more hype styles you know we we've done a uh pastry still we've only done really one pastry stout but uh, we've done a uh we have a lactose fruited sour on right now you know we will never um you know we try not to use things like i know chris is a big guava fan you know we try not to use ingredients that um are so not uh, familiar to the Maryland ag scene that it makes you, you know, do a double take. So you probably won't see a guava beer from us, unfortunately, Lame. but we do, we do do a, uh, some citrus beers. I, you know, I go to Florida every winter and we bring back fruit from Florida and do a, um, you know, a grapefruit beer and an orange, you know, grapefruit, double IPA and an well, orange. Double runaway IPA. is good enough. I'll let it slide. Yeah. Yeah. I know I should bring guavas from, from Florida. Um, yeah. Wait, what are you talking about? You're in, <laughs> <laughs> I was going to let that completely slide yeah. that you, yeah. We, wait, where's the orange grove that you're buying that we in are Maryland? That you're <laughs> I know. Right. I know. Um, so we, yeah, we use local fruits when we can. Um, we, our top selling beer is our, uh, Beecher IPA, which is a lemon verbena, um, you know, finished, uh, kind of West coast, kind of, um, old school IPA. Um, that's our, that's our bread and butter. Um, we do a coffee stout year round. We do a gluten reduced Saison and then we do a honey wheat from honey, um, from our farm. So we try to, um, we try to make really high quality beers and, and bring it in Maryland ag as much as we physically can. Is it gluten reduced because you of the way it's brewed or because you use the um, enzyme to remove the gluten? Yeah, we are using um, Clarity Firm, which okay. is a, you know, a, a clarifier, but also has the side effect of, of bringing it under that um, threshold for gluten reduced or gluten free. We have to call it gluten reduced because we're not getting every single batch tested, but yeah. we do have a. Well, I think even though if you if you get it tested, you still can't, right? Well, if it's under ten ppb, which is what um, Clarity Firm uh, says you says you can so says you have to be, um, then I think you could call it gluten free. Okay. Um, I thought there was some stipulation like if there ever was gluten, it can't be gluten free. Like different equipment, and maybe the, or I don't know. It's. How, uh, Who's who's it up in uh, just north of Baltimore? Oh, BC and, Brewing. BC Brewing has two separate brew houses: one for gluten free and oh, one okay. for yeah. Like, I yeah, think to be like even it. if there's zero gluten, if there was ever gluten, I got you. It it has to be gluten reduced. I got you. So like right. if you removed it, it yep. has to be. I mean, ultimately, it doesn't matter. It's like it's it's still going to oh, be yeah. safe, well, but it's it just the FDA's. Yeah, 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 and it matters to lots of consumers <laughs> out there. You know what I mean? So we are definitely a. But um, from what I understand, though, even the gluten reduced beers that have it removed are still safe for someone with celiac to yeah, drink. Like, yep. 
Yep. We have, we have people that are very close to the brewery. Jessica, um, one of the other co-owners is, um, very, uh, gluten sensitive and she drinks that our Saison and, and that works, goes over fine. And so we definitely have a, you know, a good track record with that, that beer again. That It's that, crazy when it's done that way, how you can't tell any difference. Like the, it just tastes like a completely you'd, normal beer. You'd be surprised how many breweries actually brew all of their beers as gluten reduced and they just don't put it on the label mostly for fear that people wouldn't pick it up and drink it if they knew <laughs> yeah because they've had gluten-free exactly. beers yeah we've all yeah we've all had like a gluten-free beer that wasn't very good um which probably isn't because it's gluten-free it just wasn't a very good beer right yeah. right <laughs> yeah it has nothing to do with the gluten yeah. processing <laughs> well i think it's like if it's brew like what what is typically used to brew a, a gluten-free beer like with before is it like sorghum yeah, yeah i think that spelt. was one of the so those I are think gluten, those were just probably grains, gross rice. <laughs> uh, I don't know if rice has gluten. I don't. I think rice is good. I don't know. I'm not gluten free. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't know. I should probably take us back on to- on topic huh? since I veered us way. Zach, why don't you talk a little bit about yourself? Okay, I can do that. Um, uh, so I've been with Weradaka almost since the beginning. I've been. Uh, drinking here since pretty much day one. I think day two. I went to a wedding on day one, so I was here on day two. Oh, jeez. Uh, Can't you find someone that's been here day one? I know. I, know. <laughs> Some, I, I bet there's a regular that's here that, that was, was here on day one. I'm, I'm sorry. Sure. Uh, so this is, a, this is actually the closest brewery to my parents' house in Damascus. Uh, and so I would come here every week on Thursday, and I would always sit in the same spot at the bar. And uh, my my goal was to um, get a job here, and Jessica one day said, do you just work really close to here? And I was like, well, actually, I'd like to work here. And she's like, <laughs> Can you okay. you make that happen? Like, <laughs> okay. And, like, and that's it. Like, the rest is kind of history. I, I started out uh, bartending. Um, and then worked my way up to cleaning kegs, making deliveries. Like back in the old days, we used to deliver in our personal vehicle vehicles. You know, Keith was in his Prius, yep. and uh, and I, I was in the I was in the Jeep. And and you'd have to make like two runs. You'd have to you can only take so many kegs at a time, and then come back, load up again, and go back out to do deliveries. Uh, and I you know moved up from there to to brewing. You know, Keith taught me uh, how to brew professionally. I was a home brewer before that. Um, my dad got me into homebrewing uh, when I was a little kid. He would, would homebrew uh, from about the time that I was like four till seven. Um, and I, I actually found a couple of his old bottles from 1997 and we drank them. There were three of them. It was a stout. Two tasted horrendous and one tasted a little less horrendous, but we did. <laughs> but we did drink them. That's been years ago on now. The, on the sliding scale of horrendous, yeah, it was. It was certainly all on the lower end there of quality. Um, and I have all of his old brewing notes. And um, by all accounts, he was really, really terrible at it. <laughs> um, <laughs> reading, reading back through them, you're like, oh, you really weren't good at this. Um, you had no idea what you were doing. But you know what? It was. He, he, you know, brewed in the late 80s and, and early 90s, so... There weren't many ways to find out... Exactly, what, exactly. ...what you were doing wrong and what you were doing right. Yeah, exactly. Um, but he used to, he used to like, let me, uh, like, throw hops in, into the boil and everything, so I kind of always knew that you could brew beer at home, and, and um, when I was, I guess, 18, I, like this light bulb came into my head that oh my gosh we could brew beer like 
I have all my dad's old equipment. It's in the basement. Let's go get it. And we, my, my buddy and I went and grabbed all of our old equipment, all of my dad's old equipment, and went to the, the homebrew shop. It was um, it was the, the Flying Barrel back when they were in the, their old spot. Yeah. I guess it was their second location, but like back in like the, it was like just one loading dock, basically. It was next to next, uh, Sky Stage. That's correct. Yep. Yep. Mm. And so we went over there, and, and they were like, so wait, wait, wait. Like you guys are, you guys are 18 and we were like, yeah, and it's like totally legal to buy everything. There's no alcohol. Right. Like, and they were like, and you don't want to just like pay somebody to get you some like swill. We're like, yeah. And they're like, you want to like brew your own beer? We're like, yeah. And they're like, that's awesome. Like, so they got us all hooked up. And, just don't uh, drink it when it's done. Yeah. It's like, yeah, don't ferment it. Uh, just <laughs> do everything else, figure it out. Uh, so, so I actually, and, and we brewed that at my, uh, my buddy's mom's house right up the street from here. It's not even a mile from here, actually, which is kind of cool. Um, and uh, I still have bottles of it sitting around. I don't, I don't have. The, I keep talking about bringing some in and, and drinking it and seeing how that turns out. But uh, maybe one day, maybe for our anniversary this year, I'll bring yeah, it in and we'll, and we'll crack it open. You're feeling really yeah, brave. Yeah, yeah. And I and and you know later I I homebrewed with a, a buddy of mine, Steve. Um, and we brewed for a while and, and then once I, I got hired here, that's kind of, that's kind of it worked my way up to, to brewing. And I've been here ever since I'm almost at six years now, I guess I'm five and a half years with Weridaka. Let's take a real quick sponsor break. And then Zach, I have some more beer related questions for you. Sounds good. So we will be right back. Uncapped is brought to you by one of Frederick's original Maryland craft beer destinations, located off of Urbana Pike, featuring a warm, inviting atmosphere and knowledgeable staff serving up fresh, locally sourced culinary creations and unique craft beers on tap. Open seven days a week, our friends at Roast House Pub invite you to enjoy a casual lunch, happy hour specials, delicious dinners, and specialty desserts. Follow them on social media to keep up to date on their monthly beer dinners, mom's spaghetti dinner battles, and what beer is being featured for Buck Above Monday. Idiom Brewing Company proudly offers a delicious variety of beers to satisfy the most discerning tastes. Best known for their wide array of IPAs, delicious fruited sours, and robust porters and stouts, Idiom has a simple goal in mind, to bring people from all walks of life together, to enjoy themselves and each other. Whether you're a hophead looking for explosively juicy IPAs, are one of the adventurous few looking to try boozy, sour, or complex flavors, or just looking to enjoy classic styles and seasonal favorites, they'll have a little something for you. Idiom Brewing Company is located in downtown Frederick, just south of the intersection of East Street and East Patrick Street, with ample seating directly on Carroll Creek. Zach, how many Maryland breweries have you been to? Uh... I, I can't tell you the number of how many I've been to. I know that there's there's uh, how many have you not been to? There, that's the answer that I can, I can actually answer. So there's a, a little over a hundred breweries in Maryland. I have around eight left to, to do as long as nobody opens another one before I get get to the the end of it. <laughs> Good work, man. Uh, unfortunately for you, there are. A few that are opening soon. I know, I know. And Although I'll, a lot I'll, of them are closed, so you should be able to hit them. That makes it that makes it a lot easier. So I decided this year, 
um, that my New Year's resolution, I realized that I'd never actually accomplished a New Year's resolution. And uh, most people pick something really healthy. And I picked go to every brewery in I am I, I vow to drink more in 2021. Yeah, and it, yeah it's, it's, it's good for your I, mental health. I, it, it's extremely go. good for my mental health. I picked a goal that I knew was achievable. I knew I could do it. And so um, it's really cheating. Uh, and, and so I, I decided that I would go to every brewery that I hadn't been to yet. Uh, and so when I made my list, I think I had something like 50 that I had to do. Um, and I, I started out around here and then started going further and further away. Um, for each trip, I just went down to the beach and, and I went to Salisbury, went to Tall Tales and, and Evo. I would go to Burnish, but they're not open yet. So I guess I'm going to have to make another trip down there. Um, so I'm trying to get them all done before the end of the year. I'm getting super close, but now there's a couple outliers. Like I have to go all the way to Frostburg to go to Route 40. You're so, you mean you're excited to go? All sorry, sorry. I'm really excited to go out to Frostburg and do some hiking around with my dad and then drink some beer at Route 40. There you, distilling. there you go. That's a, yeah. Is I mean, it's an excitement. It's been really cool. Like it's been really fun to see parts of Maryland that I otherwise probably wouldn't have gone to. Um, and, you know, taking we try to take back roads to go go to these different breweries and we try not to like stick to the highway if we can go away that we haven't gone before and like just really enjoy taking Sundays you know with my dad and and my girlfriend we'll go out on the Sunday and and we'll go to you know three or four breweries that we haven't gone to before and it's been it's been a ton of fun the pictures you post of you and your dad at breweries or just in general, like drinking together, yeah, make me so happy. I'll I'll let him know that that will make his day too. My father is, uh, he's he's more he likes to say he's more beer famous than I am. Uh, <laughs> he was in North Carolina on business, and he's like, "Hey, being Zach's dad down here at this brewery gets you a free beer," and I was like, "What the hell." I was like, I don't even give free beer, Dad. What is what is this? Like, my father is so proud uh, of what I do, and he loves Wardaka so much. Uh, he comes every Saturday and brings everybody uh, Oreo cookies. And like, if he can't make his his like Oreo delivery, he gets upset, like physically upset about it. So he he does everything he can to get in here with the Oreos for the staff. That's awesome. And they love him. And and a lot of people. I mean, I've seen people you know out and about and they've been like oh hey like i had a beer with your dad the other night man we had a great time like what what <laughs> like he, he's just like everywhere and 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 people people just gravitate towards him you know he just makes friends everywhere he goes i i need to someday have a beer with your dad because i don't think i've ever met him you probably have you maybe mm -hmm. just didn't know that you met him um and but if you ever see my dad, you and you're just like, hey, pops. He'll be like, hey, what's up? Like he, it doesn't matter. Like because he's got a, the memory like a stump, like I do. He can't remember names to save his life. So he'll just like act like he knows you. Um and uh, and you'll have a great time. And he'll probably, he'll probably you, give like, you a hug. Yeah, he'll probably give you a hug. I don't even want to talk about that. He he <laughs> hugged strangers recently because he thought he knew them. It's very embarrassing. <laughs> it was very embarrassing. But that's just my dad. You know, he's just he's just so happy. A, like all the time he's just always having a good time and he's just always 
you know, he will, he will brighten anybody's day, even if he's really weird while he does it, <laughs> you know, but it may he, be awkward, but everyone it, will be happy. Yeah, it may be awkward. So, you know, if you ever see him, he has a vest, he has a weird Aka vest that says Zach's dad on it that he wears all the time. <laughs> uh, he responds to Zach's dad or pops either one. And if you ever see him out and about, you should, you know, flag him down and say, Hey, and, and, hopefully have a beer with him if he's having beers well like i said i absolutely love the photos you post and they bring a smile to my face every time good i'm happy i see the two of you are just having so much fun together he is a very very good drinking buddy (laughs) and it's cool what you're doing for the you know i think that um you know brewers association of maryland has has tried to do the passport where you visit as there, many as you can. And, there and, should be a Zach's dad trail. Well, um, I think what the, Zach's doing, you know, I think it's really cool to, um, you know, there's there's tons of beer enthusiasts out there in Maryland, and Zach is, is right there at the top of that. And um, Well, but I mean, like saying in the app, they have all those different trails. There should be a Zach's, oh, Zach's dad, dad trail. trail. Like. Yep. You'd like your f- dad picks his favorite breweries to go to. Oh, well, and then- you, you would basically just be drinking Brutus all the time. Then. <laughs> <laughs> like, Is that his favorite beer? So, so my father's Saturday uh, always consists of, of uh, going out and, and he, he, he has some other errands that he has to run in Frederick every Saturday. And he, so he runs those errands and then he goes and he picks up a four pack of Brutus and then he picks up the Oreos and then he comes here and then he goes home. And so that's, <laughs> I'm, I also may have just outed him, but I think, I think he'll forgive me. That's what he does every Saturday. That's pretty awesome. Now I'm just, I'm just going to sit at, at Monocacy some Saturday wait and wait him. with a yeah. Brutus just wait for him. him. Yeah, just wait for him. He'll, I guarantee he will show up. <laughs> I, don't, I can't guarantee a time, and neither could he. Uh, <laughs> so, But he will show up at some point. <laughs> That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can also wait in the aisle of the grocery store where they keep the Oreos. He'll show up there, too. <laughs> What, like why doesn't he just go to Costco and get a whole bunch ahead of time, or is he just like the I, routine? He likes of the ritual. The- I think I think it's the ritual, and he also. So uh, we found out that that different markets have like different states have different flavors of Oreos, and uh, so now he really likes to see if he can find different flavors of Oreos. Oh, so it's not always um, just regular Oreos. It's oh, no, the, no, no. It's rarely ever the regular Oreos. It's always... Well, actually, it's always one, like, jumbo thing, the family size of regular Oreos. And yeah, we're sitting on dark chocolate right now. Yeah, typically two other flavors. So, uh, Jordan, our tasting room manager, her favorite flavor... This actually all started because of her, because he found out that she was stressed out one day and that her favorite cookies were Oreos, and he's a cookie guy himself. Uh, and so he was like, you know what I can do to make this better? I can go get Oreos and bring them in, and it'll reduce everyone's stress level. And he's been doing it ever since. And her, so her favorite flavor is, is uh, birthday cake. So he almost always brings birthday cake, and then the regular, and then like a random grab bag of whatever else he sees that he thinks people will like. And now I walk in here on a Monday, like a cr- like an addict, just walking around this place, wondering where all, where all the, the Oreos. Tell me, there's Oreos left. I've never seen <laughs> someone eat so many Oreos at one time. <laughs> Whatever. So War Doc is fueled by Oreos. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No Oreo beer yet, but I don't, I don't know think, how there hasn't. I don't been. think it's far. It, it's, it's been discussed. The staff um, would love it, and we would probably we've, love we've, it too. We've talked about it. We just haven't really figured out yeah, how we, to really do it and do it well. Yeah, yep. stout. It's the cookies and cream stout. Milk stout with Oreos. Yeah, 
Very farmy. Name it fueled by cookies and cream. Now, that's probably the issue is it's not quite. What farm ingredients do we have? We need to get some local grain. I heard there was an Oreo tree out back. There's an yeah. Oreo factory. I mean, isn't that where your dad picks them? Yeah, he goes out and he puts on his little boots and his gloves and he goes out there and he the harvests the Oreos. Mordaka milk stout with Oreos. I don't know how on brand that is, but we can make it on brand. Like I said, our staff would love it and, and Zach. It's on, it's on brand because of the because sheer of amount dad. of Oreos that I we know. crank through. Well, I mean, if you just you use like the grain bill, add some cocoa nibs and use lactose. Yep. Yep, we so use Chesapeake, Chesapeake Malting already. We use um, the guys at Hopkins uh, Farm Brewery yeah. use their grain, and we would bring that in for that beer. And like I said, in the and winter. vanilla. Yep, in the winter. It would crank. It's coming soon. Coming coming this winter. And a full birthday cake. What's it called? If you're going to make them birthday cake Oreos. What's it called? Zach's Dad Stout? No, no, no. We'll figure that out later. All right. We'll, we'll name it the day before it comes out. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you may want to think a little bit ahead. Maybe the day before the we, day before. We, it if it's going, yeah, in, that's if it's two going days in before cans. it comes out, if that's fine. If it's going in cans, we'll figure it out. <laughs> we'll figure it out. If it, if it ever comes to fruition. We'll see. <laughs> I'd, I will be very sad if that never happens. We'll see. We'll see. So We'll let you in because this was the beginning of the... Well, maybe not the beginning, but we've... We just hashed it out more than we have ever, ever have for the Oreos. <laughs> well, I'm glad here, I so. could help push it forward. <laughs> So now I'll just send random texts asking where when it's coming out. Sounds good. I would think maybe <laughs> February, January, February we might put that out. That, that's when you can harvest Oreos? Mm, that's when they're it's, the freshest. Yeah, yeah, that's when they're in season. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know when they were ripest in Maryland. That's, that's then. It's then. <laughs> you know, little known fact, maybe you know this. Do you know who we have a big Oreo uh, connoisseur in the, in the scene? Zach's dad. Mm, other than Zach's <laughs> no, dad. No, he likes buying them. He doesn't really eat them. He just buys them. That'd be hilarious hear, if like, he absolutely hated them and would refuse to ever eat an Oreo. I hear Kevin Addicts is a huge oh, Oreo, really? Oreo uh, fanatic. Mm-hmm. Would that be the right mm-hmm. word? But mm-hmm. Aficionado. He knows himself Connoisseur. Mm-hmm. Connoisseur, mm-hmm. yes. Mm-hmm. That's actually where I learned that there's... Like there's like a jelly donut Oreo. What? Yeah, I know. I've never he seen. He came it before, to our place for a meeting or something, and he saw Oreos somewhere because it's yeah. hard not to see Oreos when you're here. Uh, uh, well, like a wall well I think it was a, a Sunday, so they were fresh off the tree. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he started. Man, he, he expounded upon his Oreo knowledge, and it's it's vast. Huh. It is. Mm-hmm. And he says when he travels, he like specifically goes looking for whatever Oreo Re- is regional, in, Oreo. regional flavor Oreo. of Oreo is like mm-hmm. in that area that, that you can't get here. That's really kind of not fair. Like, why would they do that? The same reason that craft beer has releases that you can, I mean, they well, demand. That's a, that's a little bit more understandable because there's, if they didn't do it, we're talking about it, right? It worked. Uh, good point. That's <laughs> why, they, that's <laughs> why, that's why they do it. <laughs> it makes you look in the Oreo aisle just in case. And then you go, well, they don't have the rare one, but they got regular, so I guess I'm getting regular. <laughs> <laughs> You're not walking away without Oreos at that point. <laughs> yeah, that would just be blasphemous. Yeah, exactly. I um, that they have all kinds of different goldfish now too. They do. Um, I my got gr- jala- my girlfriend buys them for me all the time. I got jalapeno popper one. Well, my wife bought Whoa. them for me recently. Those they ones were are good. Those they are good. were really good. Did you have the Frank's Red Hot? I have not had. Oh, that. those are good too. Yeah, I like the Frank's better than the jalapeno popper. I'm going to have to look for those now. Yeah, you got to get those. They're out of season. No, you missed it. Sorry. Yep. <laughs> it's over. 
<laughs> they're not as good as the first round of the first the, batch first, was better. First batch yeah, was they're better. not as no, not quite as popping. I don't even know this. So the variant thing is creeping into all all different stuff, huh? Got to get that new thing. Yeah, I guess so. That new the the actually you should just every time you release a beer just put new on it. Right. I mean, can. it is new. Yeah. It's not old. It's fresh. It's new. <laughs> it's just not. I, I was talking to some people about that today, man. I think that, um, I don't know, I'm at the point where when I find a, a brand or a beer that I like, I kind of stick with it because like, I just know what I want. But I know there's a lot of, I think it goes in a continuum where there's there's craft beer drinkers that when they just come on the scene, they want to try everything new because it's all brand new. And I think after you, you kind of new, 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 and then you go to the top, try the craziest stuff, and then I think you come back down and think you fall somewhere in a somewhere in a happy place where you like to experiment every now and again, but you kind of know what you like and you, you stick to it. So I think that's kind of, that's kind of how we, a bit of our philosophy, you know, we kind of know what works and we brew what we like to drink. And then we also, you know, experiment here or there, but kind of, I don't know, kind of know, know what we, know well, what we well, want. There's we, we also run into that. Uh, there have been times where, where, you know, a beer goes away for a little bit and, People go, oh, can you bring it back? Like, it was only supposed to be a one-time beer, and people, so many people asked for it to come back. And so then we bring it back, and then people are like, oh, yes, it's back. And they and like, and like and they drink it and drink it and drink it, and then it's gone again, and then we get begged to bring it back again, and then you have to bring it back again. And then before you know it, you have another flagship beer because every time you took it away, people got upset. Uh, and that has happened. That's actually how Reveille became a flagship beer. Right, Reveille right. was supposed to be a winter only beer and when we took it away for the summer, people got so upset that we had to bring it back and it's been back ever since. Yeah. Uh and and that's kind of how Winslow happened too. Winslow was was kind of a one-time beer um or maybe we were going to brew it like every once in a while, but then when we took it away, people got upset and so and and asked for it back and so now we almost always have Winslow, you know, and it just it kind of happens organically like that sometimes. Yeah. I think um, there's definitely a nice level of comfort in what you already know. So there's the, yep. and I I definitely fall more victim of the always wanting to try the newest thing. Okay. Um, but there are still like seasonal beers that I always want to get, like yep. Nugget Nectar. Yep. I always have to have that. You have to. Aprahop used to be one of those, and then those idiots okay. stopped making it. Um. Was it, that was uh, Dogfish? Dogfish, yeah. Yeah, Dogfish mm-hmm. Head. Aperhop was such a great beer. Right, right. And do you get, you know, with the with the trying the new things and an experiment, you know, do you, I think you're getting a fair amount of uh, uh, complimentary beer these days with your with <laughs> this hustle, but do you get burnt by that often? Like, do you, get, do you buy a four-pack and drink one and can't drink the rest? Like, how often does that happen? Because I think that's, I think people will start to experiment until they get burned, you know, two or three oh. times. Most places now, though, you can buy singles. Okay. Unless you're getting it directly from the brewery. So, like at your. But, like District East, at, 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 which at I would argue is. sponsored District East. Yeah. Uh, yes. <laughs> they, 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 you're doing a lot of that, yeah, just buying can, a single Yeah, can. you can buy singles. I got you. I just went there and bought a bunch of singles recently and put them in the, put them in the water bath, got them ice cold, took them home. It's great. That's yeah. like black magic. I know. So I love that works. Thing. I love that thing. <laughs> I basically do that every every night. We go to a hotel, 10, ten minutes, ice and water. Got to cool that thing down, go to bed. <laughs> do a ghetto version of that every time we stay in a hotel room. <laughs> um, 
so but yeah i see what you mean like if you're if you're someone that's only buying from breweries that I mean if you buy a four pack of something it especially yeah, your new like hype i mean speaking, beer, speaking just expensive. just speaking just for myself uh I I used to always, you know, oh, I got to have, like, the newest, latest beer, whatever. And, yeah, I got burned a couple times buying four packs. And that it gets expensive to the point where, like, when I buy packaged beer, I typically buy something that I'm already familiar with. Like, I'm, I love going to breweries. And when I go to a brewery, I will drink, you know, what whatever new beer that I haven't had before. Or when I go to a bar, I will pick a, a new beer that I haven't had before. And that's part of the excitement. That's part of the fun of that. Yeah, um, so but you when do I, it more on draft yeah, to but, try Yeah, out. exactly. But when I buy, like, packaged beer, I, I tend to buy... Honestly, I tend to buy really cheap, crappy beer. <laughs> but, but I tend to, I tend to buy something that I'm already familiar with, and or I know kegs of hundred and twenty minutes. Yeah, we don't do that anymore. We got rid of the kegerator for that reason. Um, uh, that almost got me fired and lost my girlfriend. That was. <laughs> I'm much more of a, a story uh, for another time. I'm much more of a, a date. You know, I'm looking at date codes. Like if I, I, I know that from a, obviously from a producer standpoint i understand the difficulty with if you're in distribution to put date codes for the customer or you put date codes for your own purposes like i get all the i see all the sides of it but truthfully i usually don't buy beer if it if it doesn't have a date code on it you know if it doesn't either have a born on or a or a best buy date you know and then i kind of make my make my judgment on that that is really annoying when you're at a beer store to, to look at to look at dates and yeah like, but that's you look but like that, that is, weirdo like, i that am that been weirdo standing over there mm-hmm. he's he's picked up every egg <laughs> i knew that's where <laughs> you're like going and that egg. made me so happy <laughs> <laughs> i can't wait for clerks three i'm excited as well <laughs> i'm nodding because yeah i know exactly what you're talking about clerks he doesn't watch i know Keith of a movie uh, called he doesn't clerks. watch movies or yeah, tv i'm sorry uh, we, any you pop, guys can keep making the references. Any, just any don't pop let culture me. reference is entirely lost. Keep going. Don't let me bring you down. I'm <laughs> just, it's over. The moment's gone. Yeah. Zach knows I it. can't participate, but you guys can do the thing. It's true. I took a big gamble with that one. <laughs> oh, no. I I am a huge Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith is one of the few celebrities that I would ever love to meet. I think because he's, I think he's mo- probably a pretty nice guy. I for the most part, nice. I don't care about celebrities, but he's one of the few that... Like, I wish he drank. Because I would do everything I possibly could to get him as a guest on Uncapped. Talk, be- talk beer could, with him, or um, whatever with him. Yeah, you just talk whatever with him. You could just call an audible and be like, "This this episode's not going to be about about drinking and or about beer. It's just going to be about Kevin Smith." Yeah, and comic books. I didn't say I don't really read comic books. Me neither. <laughs> but he. But does. I guess I could draw him in. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's just a huge weed aficionado. Oh, is that the case? Yeah. This is uh, Silent Bob. Or yes. yes, I got you. Yep, you got it. Good job. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Home run. Thank you. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. It's just tough, you know. Um, when there's, uh, it's great that there's so much beer out there, and especially locally produced by really small producers, just like ourselves. You know, I think you just have to be. I think as we want to keep growing as an industry, you know, all the liquid's got to be good out there, and I think not putting date codes. I don't know if well, I, was a- I understand. I mean, I can, I agree with you. Like in a perfect world, every can would have date codes on it. Yep. But I understand why most small breweries don't 
Because that machine's expensive. Mm-hmm. Have oh. you ever looked into the cost of a oh yeah oh yeah decoder? I yes. Um, I, well, more what I was indicating is that the, that when you're in distribution, um, putting date codes um, may cause problems that are also difficult to solve. Um, I can put it that way. <laughs> um, you know, so I think it's just. And so I get that side of the of the producers that are not putting date code. I see all yeah. the I see all the angles. I just personally, as a consumer, value those that do put date codes yeah, on. Yeah, I, you know, I agree with you because um, then you're looking at the brewery's Instagram feed, trying to do math to figure out how long ago they announced it, or yeah. and then today you wouldn't even be able to because Instagram and Facebook are still down. It, I, I'll remember this day for the rest of <laughs> yeah, my, the whole world my is time. Just- <laughs> the day of the crash. <laughs> Hopefully it'll come back. I may not. It's been out. Can you imagine how much money they lose every minute that that, that page isn't up? Good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You don't they feel have, for them? No, I don't. I mean, not good, but I don't feel bad for them. There's a lot of people <laughs> that don't deserve to be losing money that are probably losing money, but I just, I don't care. <laughs> that That's what I mean. There's... There is pro- like a As we lot speak, of it's still bus- down. Yeah, it's still right, down. Right. Um, like business is grinding to a halt in a lot of places. Pro- like, yeah, because there are way too many businesses that have put their complete I eggs mean, in the Facebook, Instagram sure, basket. Sure, sure. Right. and I mean, it, I mean, shoot, the beer industry is one of them. You know, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean the, the beer industry uh, as it is now. Don't is, try to convince them to stop using Instagram. Oh, I'm not going okay, to. Good. I'm not. I don't even have an Instagram. Uh, I, <laughs> no, it 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 the the beer industry as a whole is really driven by social media, and that's not a bad thing. I think that social media is fantastic for keeping up to date with with what's going on out at breweries. Um, and but I think that having Facebook and, and Instagram down could be a wake up call for not necessarily the brewing industry, but for some businesses to say, oh wait, like what if this really went down, like downtown, you know? Or what if they started to to change policies and stuff, and it started to negatively affect us? What are we going to do then? And uh, I think it's it's interesting that it, it happened slowly over time that Facebook started to basically become the internet, yeah. you know. Um, and in between them and, and Instagram, I mean, and they're integrated, so it's basically one thing, basically. Uh, and it it happened, like I said, it happened slowly over time. And now if you really step back and you look at it, you go, oh, my gosh, like, this is this runs everything. Yeah. You know, and, and to have it go down is a little bit scary. Well, <laughs> like, I was just looking at an artist that sells... Um, funny greeting cards this morning and they had a, a shop on instagram but i was like oh, i just want to go to their website and i went to their website was like they didn't have a website the only way you could buy their stuff is if you purchased it through their instagram shop yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. so they're and, not making any money today mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. And, and and why go through the, all the trouble to make a whole website that a lot of people aren't going to visit necessarily because they're they're sticking to Facebook and Instagram. Um, when you can make an Instagram Until October fourth and and like <laughs> you know, the day it died is how it's going to be remembered. That's right. Yeah. Facebook. Um, I'm, I'm. I think it's coming back. 
I hope it comes back. Are I got to t- catch up on my cat photos. <laughs> are, you, are you taking that bold stance that Facebook and Instagram will be back? I want to take that bold stance. I'm going <laughs> to go out on that gamble. Well, on that bombshell, um, let's take another quick sponsor break. Uh, and we'll talk about something when we get back. I buy my beer at District East in downtown Frederick, Maryland. They have an amazing selection of local and hard-to-find beers, and I love the option of making my own mix-and-match custom six-pack. District East is on Northeast Street in Frederick, in the same shopping center as Showroom Restaurant and Rockwell Brewery. Most weeks, they have over 950 beers in stock. Check out this week's selection at www.districteastbeer.com. To all you craft breweries, wineries, and distilleries out there, listen up. Atlantic Custom Solutions is the real deal in providing you branded growlers, ceramics, glassware, and accessories like koozies, coasters, and keychains. Their high-definition digital printing, organic ink, and low-fire process ensures your brand is printed in ultra-high definition, giving you a one-up on the competition. We've used Atlantic Custom Solutions for uncapped branded glassware and couldn't be happier with it. Check them out. Visit www.brandmybeverage.com or give them a call at 434-286-4500 to learn more about how they can help you brand your business. McClintock Distilling is Maryland's first and only certified organic distillery, handcrafting gins, whiskeys, vodkas, and cordials from non-GMO organic ingredients in downtown Frederick. Named the best vodka distillery in the country by USA Today, best gin in the world at the International Spirits Competition, and double gold at the World Spirits Competition for bourbon, rye, and gin. Open now for tours, tastings, and classes. Come sample the most awarded distillery in Frederick today. So we'll wrap up that conversation real quick, and then we'll move on to, uh, we can talk about events. Um, But do do you think the constant barrage of new stuff is a problem or do you think that that helps craft beer culture i don't think it's a problem i think that i don't think that it really matters necessarily um beer is sort of like what you want it to be so if you want to go if you want to always drink something new and and like then then awesome like go drink something new every time you drink and enjoy that like enjoy chasing them like line life's not really a thing anymore but but line life used to be really big and and it was always fun you'd see people that maybe you only kind of saw during that time and you got to share beers and it was just a really really good time and part of the excitement was that activity you know it wasn't just about the beer it was about the community uh and so i I think that having like new beers all the time or having like the same beer and and having that sort of following for a very specific beer that you know every single time someone comes in the door they're going to order the same beer to the point where like you pour it when you see their car pull up because you know that's what they're going to drink uh, that's okay too. And like some people are creatures of habit and that's okay. Uh, it really doesn't matter sort of like how you drink beer. Yeah. Like it's, as long as you're enjoying it, then like it really doesn't matter. That's why I don't understand at all. The people who like crap on whenever a beer is posted about like, especially if it's uh, like attacking the style or something like just, 
okay, cool, don't drink it, but I bet that brewery has something you do like. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you just... Yeah, if you see something, you're like, oh, I don't really like that beer, you just keep scrolling. Like, yeah. there's... You know, we're all adults, uh, and and there's no need to like pick a fight over over a beer i mean it's it's uh it's sugar water made by sweaty dudes and gals in hot like breweries like it's it's not magic it's <laughs> it's just beer you know like and it's supposed to be enjoyed and however yeah. you enjoy it and whatever you enjoy you know like i i i know the styles of beer that i really enjoy um and i know the styles that i don't particularly like but I'm not going to go around telling somebody that, like, they're terrible because they like a specific style that I don't yeah. care for, you know? Or, like, the, I, what, what really I don't understand is the people that every time some breweries will post, like, a new hazy or a new fruited sour or something, there's certain people that all, will always reply with, do you ever make real beer? Like, uh, Yeah, just, you know, my they, stance on that, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I kind of fall... I kind of fall... Uh, in the in the camp that any attention is probably good attention. You know, I think it's better to be to have passion. I think it's good that we have people and um, you know beer drinkers in the scene that are passionate about it. It would be worse, and we'd be we'd be um, you know be kind of out there floating around if no one was even really taking the time to be angry. You That's know what I mean? Point. It's kind of like in ten passion, years. In ten years, if, if Untapped is gone, and now nobody's even taking the like. It's I met a guy, you know, that was a couple of days ago that was super stoked on. He was like, "Hey, let me try everything you have. I want to get you some like. I'll get you some good check ins. Like, I'll give you some good ratings." And like, um, I think it's good to have to be e- either angry about it or really all about it. But if they didn't, if no one cared at all to even check in something or to be angry on Untapped, then the industry is like gone way out of you know, like like I, I don't know, bad reviews. At least they're taking, at least they care about it, you know. And, and it may not be yours, or they may just be using the internet to hate. Like like there's a lot of people out there like that, and that's fine. But clearly they're still into beer, you know yeah. what I mean? They're on a beer forum, and they're you know again they don't want to. I'd rather not see anybody, you know, kind of um, crap on on beers that people are really working really hard to make but uh at least they're I don't know, passionate about something <laughs> <laughs> that's a good answer i like that yeah all right um do we want to talk about events first or do we want to talk about the beers that you have coming out or just recently came out yeah what do you what do you um, want to what do you want to cover next and do beers? Let's do beer let's real do quick. Beers let's first. do beers. We'll we'll start with my current favorite right now. Um, so I like kind of old school style IPAs. I like bitter, piney, resinous, clear. Yes. Um, I really don't particularly care for hazy IPAs these days. Um, my girlfriend drinks them. I usually drink some of hers, but other than that, I I don't I don't particularly care for them. So I got really excited when uh, when we decided that this year, in years past, we've gotten uh, we've cut all of our hops and and gotten them processed over at uh, Vanish, and uh, gotten them back dried. This year, we decided that we were going to go with a wet hop beer and use them fresh. Um, we had uh, members of. Uh, well, not members, employees at Congressional Country Club come out um, and help us pick hops this year. And uh, and so we brewed a wet hop IPA or pale ale, whichever you want to go with, um, called Hi-Hat. Um, and it's kind of a red ale. Uh, it's a little bit of a nod to uh, Nugget Nectar, 
which is one of my absolute favorite beers. Uh, so it's a little bit of a nod to that. It's 6.2%, and it is malty and hoppy and bitter, and it and it lingers. You know, there's this that nice, like, hoppy, bitter bite that lingers that makes you just want to drink more of it. And then you've had, like, two or three pints, and you're like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> wow, that beer's, that beer's delicious. Mm-hmm. So that that's a that's a new beer that we've got on, and that'll be a beer that, I guess, is sort of a one-time deal um, just because of the nature of Wet Hop Ales. I imagine we might revisit it next year. It'll probably taste, you know, a little bit different. Um, but, but that's my favorite beer, I think, and that's, that's on really, right now. Yeah, That's not really done a whole lot anymore. At least I don't see... Yeah, a I, lot of places doing wet, wet hot wet beers. Hot, yeah. It, yeah. Um, I know when we've done it in the past, they haven't always, at least to me, they haven't always turned out to be the beer that I had sort of in my mind that I had thought about. This year, um, what is it? Cascade, Amarillo. I think there's Nugget. Nugget. Um, I think those are the the. It's either Amarillo or El Dorado. I think it's El Dorado. Okay. Uh, Nugget, El Dorado, and Cascade. So we we did um, heavily <laughs> subsidize the wet hops because we just didn't have a we didn't have a ton of them this year. Um, and I think you know the hops that we have here in Maryland don't always necessarily have that like big bright either piney or citrus note that you're used to from from hops that are coming from like Oregon or Washington, uh, and so it can be hard to navigate that and create something that does drink easy or, or is sort of a familiar flavor that people are going to pick up and go, Oh yeah, no, this is, this is exactly what I had in my mind when I thought like red IPA, you know? Um, so we, we did obviously use some other hops in there too, but I think that it is, it does have a little bit of a softer note to it. Do you think there's anyone I want to say maybe nine, ten years that like that was in the craft beer starting or in the time frame of like nine, ten years ago in this area that wouldn't list Nugget Nectar as one of their favorite beers. Oh no, absolutely not. I yeah. I think <laughs> that was very no, that very popular. I I make the pilgrimage every year. We go up to the brewery just to get a pint of nug- fresh pint of Nugget Nectar. You know, it's one of my absolute favorites. I think this actually may have been the first year I didn't have a Nugget Nectar. That's you, you. You messed up. You can do better. Yeah, I did. You gotta. So apparently this I'll year, apparently, <laughs> so last year they was the first year for double nugget. I still well. haven't had a double nugget. Uh, I I got very 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 lucky that I happened to be up there when it came out. Um, and and you I didn't got get some. me any. I'm sorry. I gave yours to Brandon. You can go talk to him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think he drank it already though. So uh, this year though, I heard that I was told that it was going to go full distro. Uh, yeah, nugget. I did see yeah. them post that yeah. they would come. They would be a lot more. I would, I would have, because they did like the second release of it, and you could go online and get. I would have been really, able to, but I didn't really, feel like driving up there. They messed that up too, though. They really botched it. It was bad. People were really, really mad well, because they, had, they, they had the wrong time, and wrong day. Oh yeah, and so that's by the time right. People the mo- logged in. It was sold out. People were really, really mad. Like the, I said, I got really lucky when I when I bought it. It was a total fluke. It was a mistake, but. Uh, and I was already planning on going there anyway, so it, it ended up working out really well. Um, but back to back to Wiradaka beers. We don't have to talk about Trogues all day. Even I think I too, too hard is my is my uh, nugget, ne- nugget, ne- nugget nectar. You know what I mean? That's when that's what really got me into 
got me into beer. Um, that beer, that beer is called Hi Hat. Uh, that wet hopped um, kind of red ale, amber ale kind of uh, thing. That's just draft only, but it's tasting great uh, when you come out to the farm. Um, make sure you grab some of that and take some crowlers home. Um, we have our our bungee um, hazy IPA uh, is in cans and is tasting great. Um, Zach and I have been really working on uh, improving the quality of our hazy beers and also improving the uh, haze retention. Um, you know, we want to make sure we we keep that nice nice haze. Uh, it's crazy that that's really that look really really sells beer, and so we're really trying to trying to work on that. And I think we hit it out of the park with that um, that, yeah, that, that beer. Bungee. That beer, we we tried some new things with that beer. Actually, we used uh, is the first time for us using cryo hops, uh, and we used a, a new blend from um, YCH called Cryo Pop. There you go. Yeah, we use a new blend, and it's I'm a blend of cryo. It it. It's nice. It really jumps out of the glass. Yeah, it's yeah. really, it's very, very juicy. It smells very tropical. Um, and Explosively hoppy. It yeah. is. It yeah, absolutely it's really, is. really yeah. good. Uh-huh. Yeah, that is, um, haze level is definitely something that people will be relentless about. Yep. If you come out with yes. a, an IPA, call it hazy, and you hold it up and it's maybe unfiltered. Right. <laughs> but yep. We're working on, we're working on delivering that haze uh, that people want. So we, we need to, we're, we're making some process changes and we're, we're trying to really, uh, like I said, hay stability is a, is a big deal. So once it goes in cans, you know, that it doesn't get a pile of stuff at the bottom of it. And we're really working on, uh, you know, I think with this batch, that's this bungee that's sitting in the cans right now, it's, uh, tasting great. And we, it's that haze is staying up in suspension greatly. So, um, so that's out. And then, uh, we have Grumpkin. Grumpkin is our, um, a seasonal pumpkin beer that we make with um, pumpkins grown right around the corner from us at Sharps uh, Farm, Sharps at Waterford, Waterford. They're in Howard County, but they're right across the way. Um, we use their pumpkins. We smoke them here on site, um, and then we drop them in the mash of the beer. So it's like a smoked pumpkin, um, kind of smoked pumpkin porter a little bit. It's a darker, darker beer. It's, it's really dark brown. Um, and then we add nice, really nice pumpkin spicing to it, um, kind of that medium. Um, I think it's six point seven percent. Zach Zach brought up the idea we missed the six point yeah, six six really ABV. Upset. We could have called it could that. have been six point six six percent. Oh, way to no, go! Um, uh, it's it's okay. Yep. Um, Although I dislike everything you just said. <laughs> Oh really? Smoke, pumpkin, smoke, pumpkin, so pumpkin the, spices. So literally. So now you got to get online and shit talk us. Yep, yep. I will. And we okay, thank I'm you gonna, for being passionate. Yeah, tell, yeah, and yeah, I'll, and, I'll take another. Yeah, yeah he'll, he'll get on there and say thank you so much for being passionate about this. You are what drives this community. So we smoke the pumpkins basically to just be able to tell people that you know pumpkin doesn't have any flavor. So. Um, that's why just straight pumpkin beer I don't mind at all. Right. It's once you add the well, so I hate we, we, the we, spicing. Yeah. I hate clove. So there's a there's a t- I think there's a tiny bit of clove in it. Like um, and, that, and but that's it's why much I, more I don't like I don't like than, Belgian beers. Okay. Because oh, so many have got clove notes I got to you. them. Like I just I I think it's uh, what's what's it like cilantro? Yeah. that some people have Tastes like, like soap a, for some people. Yeah. yeah. And yep. I don't I mean I don't, I don't know that it's anything like that, but if there's clove in something, it tastes really bad to me. Gotcha. Well, um for all you other clove out <laughs> for there. For anyone that likes clove. I mean, <laughs> oh, and, I mean and people, Grumpkin Grumpkin is a little bit different in that it is a dark beer and there's not I mean the fear is one that comes to mind immediately and there's more yeah. and more like dark pumpkin beers. Um from southern southern tier. Um, Warlock, 
Warlock. Pum- Pumpkin's not tall, oh, but Pumpkin. Warlock, Warlock is. is. Yeah. yeah, Warlock's a stout, isn't it? Warlock is a stout. Yeah, it's a a pumpkin stout. Um, yeah. And I personally, I'm I'm like the only brewer that does, or so I'm told on the internet. Uh, <laughs> I love pumpkin beer. I lo- I don't mind yeah, a lot bro- of like I like love to brew them. it. Like it doesn't bother me cleaning the mash tun afterward does not bother me. Like I absolutely love pumpkin beer. I I can't wait for it to come out. Well, I mean out a lot of year. people love them. A lot of people love to hate on them. Um I just don't I like I don't care if people drink them. I don't fault breweries for making them cuz so many people love them. Yep. I just I mean I still tr- there are some I like as long as it's not like super pumpkins but like i hate pumpkin pie so if it right like if it's right. heavy on like pumpkin pie flavoring right right like, gotcha. but if, if it's more like where there's just a lot of cinnamon or a lot of well, lot the other you have to try ours yeah i'll try yeah. i'll tell and you how bad it is it's not super sweet it's <laughs> it's on the dry side Thank like you. like most of our beer is it's not super sweet it doesn't taste like you know, pumpkin pie in a glass. It tastes like fall, you know? Yeah. Which, I mean, then it's possible that I will like. And the dark beer like, provides a we'll little bit of like roastiness. We'll get you to try a little bit. But smoke, it's not anything like a smoked beer. You okay. know what I mean? Like the that's smoked another, very light. It's, it's a background smoked note. Smoked beers yeah. are another abomination. I love smoked beers. <laughs> smoked Ellis. Oh, I love smoked beers. <laughs> uh, that's in cans. It's got a brand new label. It's called Grumpkin. We've been selling it. You know, we're coming on six years in December. We've been selling it every every winter that we or every uh, fall that we've been open and like uh, uh, get Joe's s- get you some a smoked uh hev- like a heavily like actual smoked pumpkin uh, pepper beer would be like the worst thing that would be ever. The- to well, me. funny you should say that. Oh, and we also have out. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. Well, we're smoking pumpkins. Let's smoke lo- these I jalapenos. I would love that. There's a there's a beer from um, Wheatland Spring uh, in Virginia that Roush Tater, and it was a smoked Imperial Martin, and it's so good. I love Martins anyway. So I and love, then, and then you yeah. combine that with smoke. Oh my gosh, it's no. a wonderful beer, and it's Imperial. It's like nine percent. So good. You're wrong. <laughs> it's like you've been at a campfire without even leaving your house. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> So those beers we all have in cans, and um, we're at farmers markets, uh, you know, all the way to Thanksgiving. Um, uh, we're at a farmers market, you know. We go to, I don't, I'm not be able to rattle them off. Check our Instagram that isn't working today for updates, <laughs> uh, or just check our face. Oh wait, Facebook's down too. Just come by at the brewery. I think Google still may know our hours, so. Um, <laughs> oh, wait, is Google working? <laughs> that would concern me more. Yeah, I actually would be more freaked out if Google was down. <laughs> but um, they're up still. All right, good. <laughs> the world still turns. Uh, and then we're also, you know, we're doing a great thing with um, that Sharps Farm. Um, it's, it's called Sharps at Waterford. They are right around the corner from us. Um, we're serving at their kind of pumpkin um, pumpkin patch picking um, weekends. Uh, they do that on Saturdays and Sundays. They do hay rides. You take a hay. I was there yesterday. You do a hay ride. Out to the pumpkin patch, you pick your pumpkins, back on the hayride, come back. They got, you know, all kinds of animals walking around. They got turkeys and goats and pigs and chickens, and it's a legit um, legit farm operation they got going there. We got our pumpkins. We're serving our beer there, so that's a great thing to do. I mean, maybe I'm just a miserable person because I hate pumpkin picking, too. <laughs> Lots of people dig it. I mean, we do it every year, and maybe it's just because it always... Uh, <laughs> becomes like a fight between my kids maybe that's my why it's sort of like cutting on a christmas tree 
you do it every year, but there's always some sort of like, no, this tree's not good enough. This tree's skimpy in the back, and you're like, at a certain point, you're like, can we just cut? You're like, if we if we didn't if we didn't (laughs) fight, it It would be be weird if there was no fight. You're like, okay, what is gonna go wrong? Because the thing that's supposed to go wrong didn't, and now we're screwed. (laughs) Yeah, it was jumping yesterday, so come see us at the pumpkin patch at Sharps. And that's all really our events. And then we got what the two. There's the Maryland Beer, Wine, and Spirits Festival at the Montgomery County Fair on October 30th, 12 to 4. Whole bunch of Montgomery County booze purveyors are serving their stuff. That's right. You can you can take your pick. It's wine there too, right? Yeah. yeah, you no, take, yeah beer, wine, and spirits. You take your pick. And you, mead. And mead. Because last week I talked to... Uh, Clear Skies Meadery. Have you had their mead? Uh, I have not. It's really good. Where, okay. are they, where are they at? They are in Old Town Gaithersburg. Oh. Right on Main Street. Sounds in the like Kentlands. We, we got honey. Sounds like we need to do a collab. Do like a mead collab? Mead collab. I, I think mean, we, so could do they, a, we could do a braggot. We could do a... We could do a braggot. They, um, that mead. was one of the things they talked about okay. uh, during the podcast is okay. they wanted to start doing more stuff like that once their production... When I was... They're opening a production down, facility on Gouday. Oh, oh okay. right on. I got you. When I was down um, in Salisbury, we went to Gateway Craft Brewing and uh, they had a braggot on that was actually really good. I shouldn't say actually. It was really good. I'm not. It's just not my style. It's not something that I would typically pick up to drink, um, but I, I really, really enjoyed it. I don't know what that is. It's ha- it's basically a half beer, half mead. It's okay. a mead beer hybrid. Like Sorry. you mix them together, or is it how it's made? Or I don't it's like know. The f- fermentables are um, half honey, or like oh, okay. or a, yeah, a I'm higher not... percentage of honey than would normally be in a. So sometimes breweries use honey to just jump the ABV a little bit. I think a braggot is. Can be up to fifty percent. So it's brewed honey. like a beer, correct? But uh, okay. And then, and then when you you know you mash in the grain and mix in the honey, honey adds half the fermentables. Okay, uh, you got to be under half. So, so are they thinner? Then I think they're just really boozy. They okay. tend to be really high. very very boozy. Yeah. The one we had was pretty high alcohol, and it did not taste like it at all. Hmm. It was it was just like and it's gone. Okay. And <laughs> that's the way all their meads were. They have like a table mead that's their low ABV one at 7%. And yeah. like all the other ones are I think around 13 or are so. They, are they sweet or dry? dry? They're mainly dry. So they have so a sweet, a at. semi-sweet, and then the rest of them are fairly dry. They have a hopped one that was phenomenal. Cool. Smelt like a beer kind of, not quite, but okay. Like had a really nice hop aroma and just tasted amazing. Nice. Want to go down and check them out? Cool. <coughs> yeah. So that's going on on uh, what the end of October the thirtieth. Yeah. So it yeah looks like a pretty cool, pretty cool day. That's at the Montgomery County Fairgrounds, and we're going to be there pouring, and we'd love to love to see everybody. Um, you know, we're we're about to enter. I think the I think we're in the the best time of year for drinking outside for festivals. For and I'd say you could go to Facebook to get more information and tickets, but you might not be able to. You can go to growandfortify.com. Value go. added agriculture. <laughs> uh, they also have a, the link to Maryland on MarylandBeer.org if you want if you prefer to go the. But yeah, we will Maryland. be there. We will be there. So come say, come see us. Come try all of our seasonal stuff, and um, we'll have we'll have a whole new round of cans. We're canning some in October, so we'll have have a new round of cans then. So um, yeah, come come see us there. Hey Keith, do you have yurts? 
Hey man, uh, we are we are definitely announcing uh, yurts not this weekend, but the following. We are bringing yurts back. Um, you know, for anybody that hasn't been out here, uh, it's a really unique experience. You know, yurts are kind of like a like a, a bit of a teepee vibe uh, with a picnic table inside. You can heat I, it up. Actually, they're they're going to be changed up this year. Last year they had picnic tables in them, but this year they're going to be a little more fancy. Oh. They're going to have a coffee table. I know at least one is going to have a couch in it, or so I was told. Um, I don't know if the couch got axed or not, but uh, and carpeting and like a rug and all the things. All we right. should have there waited we and there recorded we this in a year. Well, we you can come back and we can drink in a year. The, the drinking in the yurt is <laughs> such a unique... We can pretend that we're recording something. Okay. It is such a unique experience. The yurt takes a little bit of the edge off the cold. You know, you can get a, get a fire going right outside. And, uh, yeah, so we will have yurts, again, not this coming weekend, but the following. I don't have a ton of details on pricing um, or availability, but I know it will be a, a reservation. You know, you, you know, definitely kind of make a, you know, m- you know, if they're available when you come, I'm sure you can grab one, but uh, I would definitely encourage everybody to reserve them um, through wardockerbrewing.com uh, is probably where you'll find that or our resi site. Um, what about yeah. Instagram? Yeah, maybe Instagram or Facebook whenever they come back from the dead. I don't know. They we'll get see. their act together. Yep. Yep. So that's been, you know, we wanted to, we had really good success with the yurts last year and, you know, it's a really unique way to enjoy the farm, and um, the farm's pretty in the winter, and the farm's pretty at night, and that's a that's a really unique um, unique way to experience it. Yeah, so they're 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 a ton of fun. I know uh, my dad came out and rented one a couple times with you know a group of his buddies, and then we celebrated one of our regulars' birthdays in one of them, and and uh, man, it's just a ton of fun. Have everybody. I don't want to say packed into a yurt, but like you're a little, you're a little closer in the yeah. yurt and you're just all hanging out in this. It's almost like camping, you know, and who doesn't love drinking beer while camping? Uh, got the and, fire going. Yeah. And you got the fire going right outside and it's cool. It's, it's a fun experience and it, it's an experience that sort of like makes you want to drink beer. I definitely need a war dock, a yurt experience. Yep. We can make that we can, happen. Yeah, we can do it. We can do it. Um, what beers are you canning next month? So we are canning um, a Reveille Coffee Stout, which is a flagship that we have year-round on draft. Um, but this will be only the second time that we've ever canned it. Um, and we have a lot of a lot of regulars, a lot of people that know us really well. When they see that in cans, they get really stuck. My father gets upset every time he comes in and it's not in cans. Yeah. He's so. like, "What? where's my Reveille in cans? Like, Dad, would you, would you just relax? <laughs> So putting you better putting, your your Oreo supplies in is, uh, I know in jeopardy no, if you I don't know. keep no, I know. Well, I think it's more like if we start canning that, then uh, uh, sales of Brutus are going to go down. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm sure they're all right. Uh, and then uh, no, I don't mean like from everybody. Just my father's <laughs> purchasing habits will, will change and will be altered. We're um, we're canning uh, a double IPA called Samson that we brewed as a West Coast. Uh, Is West that Coast a horse? Double IPA. Uh, yeah. Yes, it was. A, it was Beecher's horse. Okay. Yeah, Beecher. Beecher is a patriarch of the farm, and so we Samson was one of his one of bigger horses. So it's a double IPA, and we're uh, yeah, we'll be canning that in October, and then all of our kind of holiday run uh, in November. Uh, we'll Will there be, be a horse on the can? Yes. There's usually is. Well, some of them aren't. Some of them aren't. Grumpkin doesn't have a horse on the can. Correct. Neither does Premium. You're right, but it has a horseshoe. But it's got Close a horseshoe. Does that, a uh, horse yeah. was there at one point. <laughs> Grumpkin probably should have been like the headless horseman. No, man. The Grumpkin label's really awesome. The Grumpkin label. I haven't seen it. it, it I'd look on Instagram, but. 
but you can't see it there. <laughs> the Grumpkin label, um, it. Oh, who did the artwork for that? I don't know, but when you turn away from a mic, it can't hear you. <laughs> it's like it's old school, you know. It looks like an old school Halloween decoration, which I absolutely love. And yeah, like, it looks is. like one of those old black and black and orange like blow molds um, that 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 you sometimes see. Uh, it just has this nice vintage feel to it, uh, and and that's the Grumpkin on there. So the Grumpkin is not like a big scary guy. The Grumpkin is it is looks like cuddly. A little bit, yeah. So, w- would you like to hear the story of the Grumpkin? Uh, I mean, I, yeah. Okay. Uh, so, the Grumpkin. The Grumpkin actually comes from uh, the days when Weradaka was a uh, summer camp. And the Grumpkin lives down in the... Uh, a yurt? In the Sunday... I don't oh. know if he... I think he lives in a tree. According to the oh, label, okay. he lives in a tree like a Keebler <laughs> elf. Okay. Please don't sue us. Uh, <clears throat> he doesn't make cookies. Uh so, so, so he lives in the Sunday woods, and uh, if you were good, the Grumpkin would, would come to your cabin at night and leave uh, blow pops for you. So in years past, when we would release Grumpkin, we also had like this big like bucket of blow pops for you to take, and I don't think anybody really realized why that was. They were just like, oh, candy. <laughs> oh, cool. We get a blow pop, yeah, we get, too. Yeah, we get, we get, we get, we get bubble gum that loses its flavor. Awesome. Um, <laughs> But but yes, so that's why the the Grumpkin is not a big like headless horseman because I had thought about that idea. I floated that. I was like, man, you could do this like really awesome, like with like a pumpkin in his hand, like throwing it out of the woods or whatever. And uh, no, we went traditional uh, with what the Grumpkin actually looks like. So there he is. Okay, that, I mean, friendly. I guess that makes sense. Yeah, uh, and the label is from Brian Baltz. That's who I was going to yeah. ask if that was Brian because yeah, that is. style screen does it say on the can? Or you just figured it? You no, remembered I, it. I, rem- I remembered it. I it just had a little bit of a. I was going to. Um, I was going to guess that because it is very yeah, Brian Baltz. It is. Ass. It is. Yeah, it looks really good. I'm. I'm really happy with that label. Did he know who the Grumpkin was, or did you have to tell him? I don't know. I don't. I don't. Uh, I think we Jessica did tell him. The, I think that, we did yeah. tell him the story. <laughs> I think we went down. I think we told him the story about it and kind of let him Grumpkin. let him kind of uh, take his riff on it. Yeah, it came out really nice. Looks like as Zach said, it looks like uh, orange camo. It does. When you see them all, it looks like a can of bush latte uh, <laughs> from the hunting season. Don't sue and, us. And you, and you, yeah, don't sue us. And yeah, because because of like the the trees here in the corner, like yeah. and when you see them all on the line, you're like, oh, what? We got corn lager up in I, here. I think we were just exhausted at the end of a canyon run, and it looked like orange camo. It still <laughs> looks like orange camo. <laughs> Wide awake, looks like orange camo. <laughs> I uh, think that's all the beers we do you have. Drink, do you want to drink this one? Oh, yeah, so we you can drink one. So on, on air so you can tell us how much you hate it? Yes. I mean, we, yeah, we can. Okay, yeah. let's do that. What um, What is the seasonal beer you most look forward to since uh, we were talking seasonal Camp beer? Camptoberfest. I love lager, and I especially love Martin and Fest beers. I know they are two different things. We were talking about doing a Fest beer next year. Um, uh, yeah, probably Camptoberfest. Um, I'm also a huge fan of Grumpkin. I look forward to both of those, but it's kind of like I almost think of them as almost like one because it's like the same season. Yeah. Um, those are both big favorites of mine. Um, other than that, I like I like Blizzard. That's our like winter spiced ale I'm, I'm a big fan of, and I – 
we haven't brewed mod in a while, but I always looked forward to mod, which was a winter seasonal, and Gidi, which is a Belgian triple that we do for the winter season. So I guess I just listed a whole ton of them. Yeah. I look yeah. forward to all yeah, of them. I look forward to White Flag when White Flag comes out in the spring because uh, that's that's uh, our Belgian wit that we only do for the summer season. And I just, man, a fresh glass of Belgian wit is just so refreshing and, and it just screams spring, you know? So so based on aroma, I hate this. Let's hear, the, hear what the Clove Master <laughs> has to say. That's actually subtle. Sub, subtle he, he, went the, he went the actually. I heard the actually. I heard the actually too. Yeah. Well, no, because you did say that it wasn't like pumpkin pie and th- yeah, that it wasn't overly it, spiced. It kind of goes along I'm, with. I'm. Any any of our beer that we do with like spices or, or fruit, even, um, we always kind of try to go like beer forward. It's like yeah. beer with this, not pumpkin pie that happens to be alcoholic. You know, so it's it's definitely a this robust is, like beer. Like it tastes like a really nice like porter, something that you'd want to drink when it's a little cooler out. And then it's a little smoky. There's a little smoke there, and then you get those pie spices. And I it's, actually it's get really more tasty. smoke than I do pie spices. Is that, a, is that a good thing or a bad goody, thing? Goody, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, I dislike <laughs> both of those things, um, but I would say this is I could actually drink a whole. Nice. Can of this, whereas like begrudgingly, you, nah, it wouldn't be begrudgingly. I'm almost there. It's almost done. <laughs> no, it wouldn't. I've definitely had beers like that where like, why aren't I dumping this out? All right, I'll just take one, <laughs> one more sip. Um, no, no, no. This is this is the the um, flavors are subtle enough that I could actually drink this. There you go. But like a pump king, that's yep. repulsive too much. To too me. much yeah. I haven't had a pump. I hadn't had a pump king in a long time, and I had one. Um, last what friday i had one on friday night at the auto bar i was shocked to see that they I had were one, selling I had one saturday night did you yeah. oh wow and yeah, we, yeah. we did not communicate yeah. on yeah. that one uh <laughs> i was shocked to see that they were basically they were selling a 10 percent beer basically uh or nine percent whatever it is in a pint like wow. at a music venue very irresponsible oh. but i had one uh shame on you shame on them uh for letting me drink this beer uh it was Dude, the one I, I had was I good. Actually, the one I, I had it. was good. I enjoyed it. I don't know that I could drink two of them. It was no. a little sweet, but no. I definitely enjoyed it. Actually, I'm going to go as far as say I do like this. Thank you. Because right, it, it's not... Just keep on drinking it. You're going to love it pretty soon. You just keep on drinking it. It's fine. Because it's not... Neither of the things I dislike are like all up in your face. Like it, After, like you said, after it's a glass of, of beer, you, you'd definitely be like, okay, now I'm drinking a pump, pumpkin yeah, spice yeah, beer. But, but yeah, we try to make beer with spices rather than spiced beer. You yeah. Know? Mm-hmm. Um, it's not it at all what... The flavors aren't at all what I anticipated... Which is why I'm able to like it. I got you. <laughs> Goody. Winning. Winning. <laughs> Try our grumpkin. Yes. <laughs> it's not awful by yeah. Chris Sands. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you feel free to put that quote on it next year. <laughs> That's right. I would actually drink this, Chris Sands. <laughs> no, we get asked for that a lot and, and the regulars and all our people that, yeah. We're, That's a we're stuck. To, it's it's yeah, back I mean, and it'll, it'll haul ass. To me, it, it mainly tastes like just a more flavorful malty beer mm-hmm. like it, it's yep. yeah yeah and like sometimes that's what you having those spices kind of meld in with the beer yeah so that you're not it's not just like blown out of proportion it's a good thing i think it makes it's for drinkability basically yep. but like my first sip of it i definitely got more 
of the smoked flavor, but it's not that overly smoked where it feels like you're chewing on a campfire log. Yep. Or yeah. Like uh, a like a like kielbasa. Yeah. <laughs> I love super smoky beer. I I really like Giti. You asked which which seasonal is your. I think I'm stoked that we're entering. We just got our Belgian strain in a couple, uh, a couple five six days ago. That's we got our that. got our Belgian strain going. So Giti will be coming out. Um, and we're gonna put Giti in cans. First time Giti will be in cans. You heard it here first. Um, that'll be in cans in November. So we're stoked about that. Um, were you canning pre-COVID? Or did that force we, your hand? We into had it? lined up um, our first canning date at the end of March 20, okay. tw- 2020 uh, before you were going to do it anyway. Yeah, so so we serendipitously, kinda, yeah, we kind of lucked out into that into that situation. So, and that was great because all of a sudden, me and Zach were delivering door to door, and we had cans to do it in, and the crowler got a I little bit. I feel like you told me that already. Yeah, well, and, and, the cra- and that was when the crowlers. Uh, there was crowlers. the crowler shortage. Yeah. You couldn't get crowlers. We had like the little glass growlers that we were delivering beer in and everything, <laughs> but but yeah, no, it it definitely was a huge benefit that we just so happened to have that lined up. Yeah, because especially we could get more dates quickly. You know what I mean? Because like you're already because we're, actually we I think we already had a lot of dates already in there, but um, yep. So we've been we've been canning for about a year and a half, or a year and change. So. Mm-hmm. I wonder I wonder how if their business is still thriving now. They're doing great. Yeah. You know, I think what they sometimes suffer with is customers that um you know we have some space limitation i don't know we need to figure out our own canning but they often have customers grow through the canning the mobile canning real quick yeah i think that maybe the um the pandemic maybe forced some of those breweries that are on the edge of canning a lot with ironheart or buying a new one maybe they bought a new one yeah that's Um, what i was thinking more because there's so but i bet they brought on so so many new customers yeah You know, just with the breweries opening, you know, a lot of, you know, whether you have space issues or you're a size issue or whatever, but, you know, it is very convenient to use Ironheart. And, um, you know, we've loved it. And I'm sure that I I dare you going nowhere. (laughs) Well, I mean, they definitely, like, they're one of the businesses that saved, like, countless breweries, I would think. Yep. I would agree with that. Yep. Yeah, no, it's been, yeah, it's been huge to have them and, um, you know, it, it's more expensive to than do it than doing it yourself. But we don't have the space to store the stuff, the time to do the thing, and you know. So it, there's a yeah. purchasing power. You know, getting cans. You know, the fact that we just had to reach out to Ironheart and tell them how much we wanted to do. They already had the cans sitting around. You know, that's a huge part. Yeah, someone, having that relationship. Someone else was telling me that recently too. Like they never felt a pinch. Nope. During nope. the can I mean, prices because. Have, Ironheart saw it coming and yep. just bought an obscene yeah, amount like, and was they have a massive stockpile of cans from what we understand yeah yeah so yeah that's been that's been great and um yeah we continue to can more than we have you know we our volumes keep going up and um yeah no it's been it's been an awesome option for sure do you still have more time sure you we didn't talk about how you got into beer. You didn't reintroduce yourself. All right, we'll go back we, to the we, beginning yeah. at the end. All right, we, we talked going? about we talked about Wardaka and everything, but Sorry we didn't about talk that. about you. Sorry about that. We were we were so excited to find about are the about sponsors paid. Are we taking a break or no. we're good? Yeah, we paid. Sounds Bills good. have been paid. Sounds good. Uh, <laughs> so I was living in Ellicott City, um, drinking at the Phoenix, um, the original Phoenix, and my wife and I did the the ninety nine beer, you know, club. Um, really tried a lot of awesome beers, um, you know, really learned a lot about, 
uh, beer across beer around the world um, at that place. Um, got, wife got me a homebrew kit, uh, homebrewed for about ten months. How was um, that first batch? Not great. Good. We didn't, have, didn't lie. I bet no. he doesn't have bottles of it sitting around like I do. Yeah, no, <laughs> we drank through those. They they gone. Choked um, them down or. <laughs> I just opened the last year was a Belgian wit and it was terrible. Um, not <laughs> bottle conditioned at was all. Was I present for that? Uh, I think I sent mm. you a photo. Yeah, yeah. no, that is, yeah, yeah. I, sent you a I, photo. I was upset about that. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I didn't have temperature control. Uh, we did mostly extract for a little bit and then we got into the all green thing and I just knew I liked the art and science of it. You know, the combination, the blending of those two. I never really uh, had the time or money to really delve a whole bunch of time and you know like energy into really perfecting it um but knew i liked the the beer process um you know just the fermentation and again a, a blend of culinary and um scientific that's kind of like definitely my niche in the brewing scene is definitely like cooking on a larger scale um so got a made a long shot with flying dog got a job at flying dog um as like a pretty much of a grunt work i was at the lab i was doing gravities dry hopping um a lot of the a lot of the grunt work there's plenty of grunt work to go around in the brewing industry and i did did my fair share um which i never i I never had any memory of it until looking at the photos that i brewed a beer with you when you were at fine dog yeah i know did you really yeah he was like there i was like the i was you i was the you whenever whenever we do collabs Oh, you're the one that actually works. Yeah, I was doing the work. Yeah. Doesn't get to hang out and drink beer. <laughs> it was a it was a Thai spiced IPA. Yeah, oh, I wonder if I ever drank that. I bet I did. Yeah, I drank a lot of Flying Dog back in the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so, I mean, this was what? I mean, it was probably twenty. Uh, I mean, I left there. I was there from 2011 to 2015. Oh, I, I, I definitely would, drank it. Then. I think it was like 2011, maybe 2012. There, yep. There's also pictures. There's a East Coast Brewery Tour book. Um, in Wegmans. That, is it in Wegmans? Yeah. Oh, I got it as a gift years and years ago. Um, and and Keith, I didn't realize this when I got it, obviously, because I didn't know Keith. But there's like a really young, lanky Keith. Uh, in there's, there's like three different pictures of him brewing at Flying Dog in yep. this book. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So, yeah, Flying Dog gave me definitely my start. Um, yeah, it was like a Facebook RIP memory <laughs> popped up <laughs> on... <laughs> <laughs> on uh, of um the brew day with uh flying dog and like i was looking i was like wait that's keith and i zoomed in you could see it said keith on his shirt there so you go there you like, go yeah that text to you right away yep, yep, oh, yep that beer turned out great too yeah i don't i don't even really remember the beer yeah, you probably put out a lot uh, yeah I, just, I think i probably went right to sleep after i was done yeah. uh but yeah, I mean, they were great. I still have great communications with those guys. Um, you know, we did a collab with them last year, and we're going to do that again this year. And, and um, you know, that yeah, nothing but good things to say about those guys. And I'd say um, I'd, I'd look it up on Facebook to see what year it was done, but uh, that's not going to work. Can't blame it on our internet. Um, you know, I was... Um, yeah, and then so I, did you get hired directly in as a brewer there? Or no, did I mean, you I start? yeah, I started at the. I mean, I was in the production area. Um, I think a lot of guys do start in packaging, which is one thing I do regret. Um, never working in the packaging department. Um, it's one of the most important and difficult things to do well. Um, 
and I just never got that experience. There was a lot to learn kind of in the production side rather than the packaging side. Um, Back in the day, I had a neighbor who worked in the packaging department, and I would often come home to a case of beer sitting on my porch. I had, I had a once friend. He le- once he learned I w- that I was in the beer. Lots of fringe <laughs> benefits. First, first person I ever knew that worked in the beer industry yeah. was a friend of mine that he, he got the job that I had applied for, and he worked in the packaging department and yeah. drank a lot of free-flying. Yeah, beer. yeah. Lots of fringe benefits. It's funny that, um, you know, Chris, I think I've heard you talk about this when they had, like, Gonzo Fest, you know. I came in right at the end as Gonzo Fest was being, like, uh, phased out. Yeah. Um, they were and still are very uh from a from a beer benefit side very uh pro employee for sure so um yes no that was i drank man, man. is pale ale st- is flying dog pale ale still around doggy style, doggy style? okay that was my good yeah, yeah it's yeah, still around yeah so um and then and then you know this is a we're on a family farm and um my wife's cousin and cousin-in-law were kind of spearheading starting a, a brewery and it was nerve-wracking and um exciting and all the things but uh you know we kind of started that kind of in late 2014 um started kind of gutting the building making sure our business plan was in got investors um and then we started building out the building in kind of the winter um you know early part of 2015 through the through the summer equipment and things started to show up and then yeah opened our doors um december of 2015 and it's been uh it's been quite a ride we're turning six in december which is crazy um the business has you know changed you know we were um you know we were and still are really focused on the experience here but we try to you know we're trying to grow steadily um and organically into into different markets and different scenes you know me and zach are still making and delivering all the beer you know so it feels very um you know it feels very uh small in that in the idea that that we touch every single every single kind of uh, product that we make as far as like keeping an eye on how things are going you know uh we don't we don't distribute far and wide. Um, you know, we're not in a ton of uh, chain stores, so that's that's good and bad. But we kind of like where the business is from a from a scale. You know, we always are looking for growth, but we don't want to. You know, we don't really want to force it. So it's been a, I don't know, it's been a, it's been a, been a wild ride. I was just thinking about this will be the longest. I taught for four years, and I was at Flying Dog for four years, and now I've been here for coming on six. So this is like, and it will be my longest. <laughs> if it, as long as it works out, it's going to be my longest career. That's for sure. <laughs> we got ten years to go before I hit my longest job. Crazy, crazy. It was twenty. It was actually twenty fifteen. Twenty fifteen. Yeah. Okay. So I found um, it on Untapped. Oh, okay. Three point seven. Nailed it. <laughs> yeah, that's a good rating these days, what, isn't when it? When in 2015? What, do you like early July part? July of, okay. of 2015. Okay. It looks like it was released. Can't find... I, I, I can never find, like, dates on here, but... Looks like the early... No, June. Looks like it may have been released in June. I got you. That was cool to have different... Tour. Do you remember what the... Was it, a like, a beer writer's... Collab? It was the it was a Junta oh, Rarity. A Junta Rarity, gotcha, gotcha. It was the first one, cool. actually. Cool. Yeah, it looks like June. That was probably the last uh-huh. last beer Keith brewed mm-hmm. at Flying Dog. Yeah, well, one of them. Yeah, one of them. That was definitely 
I wouldn't say I had one foot out the door, but I, was, I had some, <laughs> some other things on my mind, that's for sure. <laughs> was not thinking of your, the longevity of your fine All I was thinking career. about is making this beer as best I can <laughs> yeah, for Hutto. That's, that's, that's what, what you, I was yeah, thinking Yeah, that's about. what you think about every time you brew a beer. You focus in and <laughs> I'm going to make this. I'm going to make this sugar water the best I possibly can. <laughs> it was a delicious beer. What Thai spi- What made it Thai spiced? There was lime zest. There was and Thai basil. Thai basil, lemongrass. I got in my wheelhouse here. I was gonna say, is that where that idea came from? Easy. Mm. Did you steal our recipe? No, we no, no, don't. No, 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 but we do. We do Thai basil in our Belgian wit. Okay. okay. Yeah. yeah, which complements it really nicely. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna have to put Chris Sand's face on the cover on the on the label of our Belgian wit now. I was gonna say earlier we were talking about with beers, trying beers and stuff that like I I exclusively drink beer with my face on the label now. You do pretty good. You got a lot of them. Yeah, you would <laughs> It'd be do weird to open up the well. cooler and just be like, "Hey, me, <laughs> <laughs> what are you what are you doing in here?" <laughs> I think it's funny when I listen to the people that I can tell don't listen to your podcast and then the conversation of your face on labels comes up and yeah. they're just like, what? Why do you have your name? Why do you have your face? It's just, it's very funny to me. I, I, I There's really no good answer for it. Because why not? Is yeah, why not? Who yeah. doesn't yeah. want their face yeah. on yeah, a why beer? Not? Why not? Like, I got a beer named after me, but I don't have my face on a label. I'm like, you know, that's no fair. I know. Yeah, that's just one. You can't hardly live off of one beer. <laughs> There's only 19. Almost a full case. Ooh. Oh yeah, I gotta work on making a case. Uncapped, uh, uncapped variety pack for some anniversary. <laughs> I have my my fifth year anniversary coming up this month. Well, it sounds like a variety pack. October 26th, cool. five years of this silliness. That's awesome. Congrats. I mean, you, I listen to it are every... You, are you going to interview um, Old Mother? Yeah, Old Mother. You know it. Mm-hmm. At noon on the 26th. Nice, <laughs> nice, nice. And then their their anniversary is on Halloween then. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, because yeah, it was, it yeah, was shortly on, after. It's on Halloween because yeah. I, uh, I went to their grand opening uh, dressed as Chewbacca. Which is the was the <laughs> second time I'd been to a brewery dressed as Chewbacca. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean that's normal. Nothing weird about that. Nothing weird about that. Uh, yeah, it'll be their sixth anniversary. Yep, yep. That sounds right. Is there anything else we want to cover? I think we, I think we got it all. Yeah, we uh, we just want to say thanks for the support from the community. And if you haven't tried us, find us on wardockerbrewing.com. Um, and um, when Instagram and Facebook come back, we got both those. They're still not up. <laughs> can they you may Im- never come back. Can you imagine what it's like being in like a position that is responsible for keeping that website up or getting it back up right now? They are. It has they, been. It's chaos. I would imagine it has been hours. At they're this definitely point. not sitting here drinking beer. That's yeah. for sure. <laughs> I can't even like working in IT. 
and having been in experiences that weren't even close to that magnitude where like there was like a small hiccup and I knew I could easily fix it and Mm -hmm. it would be done before the deadline. I can't even imagine the pressure being put on the people responsible for getting this those websites back up now even if they know what's like they may not even know what's wrong yet Let's just hope it's not ransomware or something man yeah no, they, someone wants like two yeah. billion dollars from them <laughs> uh i just want to say that uh if i kind of want to give a shout out to our neighbors keith touched on it a little bit earlier um how we're in we just have like the coolest little beer community here in our corner of montgomery county there's four breweries uh all kind of i don't want to say stacked on top of each other um elder pine is our closest neighbor there you could if i always tell people if there were no trees you could see elder pine from here um which is great we tend to go there on tuesdays to just a quick jaunt over there talk talk some shop and drink some beers um so we have elder pine uh brookfield beer farm and lone oak farm brewing company um and so you could make a really great day and visit, you know, four farm breweries all in one day and, and, and go from, you know, from one to the other pretty easily and kind of experience this corner of Montgomery County where, you know, about as far north of Montgomery County as you can get. Um, so you can come out here and, and experience farm country. What's your favorite uh, brewery in Maryland, Zach? My favorite brewery in Maryland? Yeah. Um... Probably the one that pays me. <laughs> I give I give a lot of money to breweries in Maryland, and there's only one that gives me money. There you go. There you go. Good answer. I, that ultimately was the only correct answer. <laughs> I was like, Zach, are you like out there job hunting? Why are you going to all these breweries? What's going on? Just the world's longest, slowest played yeah. job, job audition. Yeah, <laughs> what he doesn't, what, yeah, what Keith doesn't know, or, or what he has long suspected, was that I just have this stack of resumes <laughs> that I that I hand out every time I go. Actually, most times when I go to the breweries, I don't I don't tell them who I am. Like I don't tell them that I'll I'm a brewer. I'll trade you this resume. Can I get that sticker? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can I trade you <laughs> resume? I always buy two stickers. I always buy two stickers. We have a massive sticker wall. I, I don't know if it's massive. It's big. Um, our cooler in the back is covered in stickers because I love stickers. And it's kind of just a, it's like a, a display of all of the adventures. I that have some stickers in my car. In. I would love to put some on. I'm sure we got uncapped stickers. I believe stickers. we have on stickers on there, but we can always put another oh, one on. Oh, it's a new one. Okay, well, then, yeah, we bring it in. It's yeah. just my face. Good, bring it Good. in. Let's put you on <laughs> bring the cooler. It in. You'll, be, you'll be on the cooler forever, hopefully. Um, uh, oh, where was I going with that? It's a good scene. Talking about how you're looking for a job? No, what? That's hey. right. I bring resumes. I trade. No, I, I don't tell. When I go to these places, I, I don't. My dad loves to like sit down and be like, my son's a brewer. I'm like, dad, can we not do that? Please. Let's not. Do it while you're by yourself. It's fine. You can tell He's people. proud of you, though. I know that. And he says it every time. But I'm like, I just, let's, can we just drink like normal people for once? Um, <laughs> and uh, no, I don't tell. When I go, I don't tell people that that I'm going to every brewery or that I'm a brewer or anything like that. Cause I just want to experience a place just as it is. You know, I don't necessarily want to, you know, get into those conversations. I do, you know, some places it, you know, you get, you meet owners and stuff and you have a great time. But for the most part, I just want to experience beer with either my father or my girlfriend or, or both of them. Um, and just relax and enjoy going to all the breweries of Maryland. 
I am. Um, I need to make sure that I uh, check in on the BAM app. Oh, it's not BAM because it's everything. But we'll just call it the BAM app to Oradaka so I can get in our passport stamp because I always forget to check in. Well, you and I'm, I'm going to lobby that there should be a Zach's dad trail added to the trails in the app. You do that. Do that. <laughs> if you get enough, you get a bottle opener. They send you a bottle opener in oh, the mail. Did you get the bottle opener yet? Or mm-hmm. just the, oh, he's got and all you have the, the t-shirt. And the t-shirt. What's and the grand prize? And the ha- oh, the grand prize. I'm happy you asked. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gunning for the grand prize. A new cat. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. I don't know where I'd put it. Uh, the grand prize, you get tickets to um, the... Baltimore Beer Festival. Whoa. Although I don't know that anyone's going to make it to that stage in time. Um, but so maybe the next grand, year. The grand prize is, is, I believe you have to visit 75 breweries. I think I have and, to reinstall uh, it from oh what yeah, I've read if you on d- if you, Yeah, that <laughs> happened to me too. If you delete it and then reinstall it, you're fine. Um, so no, if, you, you, if you go to launch <laughs> the um, Maryland Craft Beer app and it, it's strobe light. Um, it's what Maryland Craft Beverages, I think is what it's called. Yeah. Oh, look at that loaded. There you go. Uh, I believe it's if you visit 75 breweries, you get a a ticket or maybe a pair of tickets to um, the the uh, one of the BAM beer festivals, which, in my opinion, are some of the best festivals of the year. They're always a a fantastic time. And you also you also get special passes to um, a meet the brewer event. Ooh, you get to meet a brewer. Hopefully, just myself. What if I was just gonna say? What if like it's Keith chosen for that? I hope it. I mean, I hope it is. I'm. I. That's like that. That's the thing that. That's the the, the, the ongoing that's, joke. That's the secret that Keith's sitting on that yep. he knows that. Yeah. The, are they just gonna put me in a room? Like, are they just yeah. gonna put me in a room just alone with a bunch of beer and be like, "All right, there you go. <laughs> Talk to yourself. <laughs> go, uh, go to work tomorrow, Zach, and uh, you yeah, go hang meet. out with Keith you and brew a beer. Congratulations, <laughs> you did really good going to all those breweries. Um, I I don't know, but I also thought like, can you imagine like if they have select like they do have like a meet the brewers event and then like I show up as the recipient and and it's it it just turns out you don't have to like answer questions. You can just drink beer. I'm all for it. Yeah. <laughs> what if I'm part of that event? Like then, then it's. I hope they don't. I hope they give it to someone else. I'll gift it to someone else, <laughs> and they can hang out with me and talk about beer and coffee and cats. So is it only the first person who makes it to that, or no, anyone? No, no, no. Gets anybody, there? anybody okay. who gets there. Yeah. And uh, you also your points when you redeem them, they don't go away. You keep them, so you don't have to choose between a bottle opener, a hat, a shirt, or a meet the brewer experience. But you just knew you were going to get so many points that you could collect them all. No, I was a little bit of a guinea pig. I, I, I asked Jim Buckman, I said, hey, man, like, do, do my points go away? He goes, I don't know. You're going <laughs> to have to you're gonna have to take one for the team and try it out, and we'll find out. And so I did, and you get to keep your points, so they, they are cumulative you don't have to like spend them. They're not like, gotcha. Dollars. It's yeah. more of like a achievements. Yes. Then crashing. Correct. 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 You get to keep and, and they build so you can get your bottle opening and your t-shirt and your hat and your meet the brewer experience. And there's almost no chance I'm going to remember my password to this. It's not the same for everything. Oh yeah. Password one, two, three. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Better check your bank account later. Are you are you are you in the lead now? Is there anyone ahead of you? Uh, I haven't checked. 
in a, in a little while, uh, but I've been in the lead almost the entire time. There's one other person that has been kind of right on my on my on my heels, but I somehow end up just being one ahead every time at the <laughs> weekend's finish. So um, I think that will probably change in the future. I think as I get to a point where I can't check into anymore because I've been I like would have to start going further and further away. But now I'm I'm in the lead currently. Yeah. I always forget to. Um, so I'll make sure if I can remember my password to log into or whatever they call it. Check into stamp my passport. Stamp your passport. Do it. You can't or stamp. You can't stamp two in thirty minutes though. So don't think you can hop in your car and just run over to Elder Pine and stamp it over there. You got to give it. You got to give it time. It's a it's a good app though. I, I think it's no. It's I been agree. Fun it's very useful. Yeah, it is very useful. They talk about uh, there's events on there and um and there's a whole map of where all the breweries are. It's breweries, wineries, um and distilleries. And distilleries. So there's a map of where all those things are. So I, I I always get the question. You know, you see it posted online all the time. Oh, what breweries are in blank area or this area, that area? And it's just it's a great resource to have to be able to see like if you're out and about and or you're in whatever part of Maryland that you wouldn't maybe normally be in you can be like oh what's around me like oh it's right here and you also know that like they're BAM affiliated and and so you're probably going to have a good time I think I'm going to have to send him a bill for this ad (laughs) yeah go ahead and do that (laughs) (laughs) Um, is there anything like competition wise for the breweries for like who gets the most check-ins or anything like that there is a leaderboard for each what breweries have the, the highest uh, okay. most check-ins uh i i believe that crooked crab is the highest followed by idiom hmm. right now i have checked in at idiom we'll see there you go i there helped go. them with i think i did but there is a le- there is a leaderboard for that as well and there's a leaderboard for distilleries and a leaderboard for wineries as well nice. I don't know what the awards are. I don't know what the, because I, I haven't I haven't gotten to that level in those yet. I gotta get all the breweries out of the way first. Well, I hope you get to have your meet the brewer experience. With I do Keith. too. I'm really looking oh. forward to it. I'm really <laughs> looking forward to it. Yeah. So what did you do today? I know. It's, no, 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 no. It's finally a time where neither one of us has to work and we can just drink beer together. Sounds good to me. And and no one can tell us not to. No one can tell us to get back to work or anything like that. All right, gentlemen, thank you so much for having me out. It was great. Um, Thanks, Chris, for coming. Yeah, Good to thank see you. you. Always a pleasure hanging out with you, gentlemen. Um, I look forward to the yurts. Yep. <clears throat> and uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. Cheers. 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 Thank you. The Uncapped Podcast is produced by Graham Cullen and me, Chris Sands. Be sure to like us on Facebook. And if you've enjoyed these podcasts, please leave us a review on Google Play or the iTunes Store. A special thanks to Double Motorcycle for providing our theme music. Thanks for listening. Oh my God, that's good.